0: We are fellow intergalactic travelers. We are primal
1: sound field pillars, liquid light bearers.
2: We are quantum spinners, timeline hoppers. We are emanators of primordial
0: sound. We are field harmonizers and energy generators.
3: We are neutralizers and Mm trailblazers.
1: are the keepers of the eternal flames
3: we are formless harmonic dissonant composed a song divine
1: we are here to raise awareness and share our consciousness expansion experiences and spark other stellar travelers on their journey
0: of embodying their organic blueprint Thank you for joining us for today's Cup of Consciousness. Hey Viviana. Hey Sadaf. hey Ricky, hey Gustavo, hey Andrea. Hello hey how are you guys we're doing good i think well, everybody's on mute but yeah i think we're good <laughs> <laughs> how about
2: you Ah, oh, it's uh been an intense weekend
0: mm, i hear you yeah do you want to talk about it or share anything in particular about your weekend for everyone <sighs>
2: Yesterday was a very interesting day, um, especially that we did the radical forgiveness. And uh, even before we started and after, I got into some arguments with my father, meaning I lash out. I was the one and in the moment, I was, it's not that bad What what he did. And I realized that it triggered so many things. Ah, you know, yeah. Hmm. So so what did you do? Ah, First of all, I I took it all out. I tried to like I couldn't keep it anymore. It was the first time it was more like, okay, uh, we talked with because we talked two times one before and one after and even after radical forgiveness the same result and I was oh Andrea really
0: oh yeah it's so <laughs> funny because we like catch ourselves in the moment it's like oh all right <laughs> no, how do I rewind <laughs> exactly and I was
2: in the last conversation that took an hour I had so many moments where at first I was the little child like oh triggered and saying all those things no first I was a victim let's embrace that (laughs) and uh, then I realized and I said oh okay so I have to take full responsibility of what's happening in the way I'm creating it why am I creating it I don't fully understand it yet and uh, then I managed to take myself out from the victim mode and to calm myself and to explain to my father that it's not about what the discussion started from. It was uh, all the things that were triggered, like he not hearing me and not seeing me. And that my little child was so... uh, like, how do I get your attention or how, how should I communicate with you anymore? In what ways? So we can get along and, you know, to come on the same frequency.
0: Hmm. I love how you connected with your inner child because I, I do find that in many situations, it, it goes down, like, you know, you go down to like maybe your teenager that like, oh, she's angry. And then just like the child, what is she feeling, right? And it's like, okay, let's take care of that before you go and uh, focus on the anger, like, you know, go and yeah, give some love to that that inner child, right?
2: Yeah. Hmm. And the thing is, I uh, when I calm down, I talked about my inner child and then I talked about, about my father's inner child and I understand how he gets triggered and understand that I was again in the role, exactly the role that his mother had, my grandmother. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting dynamic. Because even if I see it, I still have moments where I get into it and get triggered. Mm. And yeah, and then I think for my father, sometimes it's very, very challenging. Imagine that in the same conversation, I'm lashing out, then I'm calming down, then I'm giving advice, then I'm talking for myself, then I'm talking with his inner child. And it's like, You know, a mix of so many feelings and so many situations, but I'm seeing how many parts I have. Oh, my source. How many parts are they? An inner child, one at three, one at seven, one last year, when or two years ago, when I told him that when I did my first uh, retreat and my first meditation to 20 or 30 people, me talking in public, like it was such an immense uh, realization for me. And when I told him, he had a reaction like, uh uh-huh, and and changed the subject. And I was, what? Mm, And even even if at the mental level, I get it. I know, you know, why he does that, 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 that. It it still triggers, and sometimes, even if you thought that you deal with
0: it, it gets activated again all of the sudden. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. So, I I guess I don't know if anybody else wants to chime in on on the same subject, or if you wanted to add anything else, Andrea. But thank you so much for sharing that, because Mm -hmm. I do feel like. Yeah, people listening are definitely going to resonate with what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Welcome to those who just popped in. Hey, Jay. Hi, Georgie. Hello, guys. (laughs) What were you guys talking about in the chat? Trippy on the video. What is that? A zebra, a galactic zebra. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because (laughs) of the (laughs) reflection of your lamp, you look like a zebra. Yeah, yeah. My lamp is... um,
1: it's really funny but i prefer like this i i used to cover it with a uh, with a scarf um, but i realized i like it better like this it doesn't really look great on the um, on the um, video but look at this beautiful coat here
0: oh of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it would be nice to like show people this who are listening but it's for those of you who don't know this is from starfire right as well yeah. yeah so and he's joining us today as well and i've got a quote from him as well in the background so you guys can check out his page when you get a chance starfire yeah, you, can, you can put it on in the show notes <laughs> of course no i do like i always drop in my I little for people <laughs> you know like <laughs> check out this person's instagram <laughs> check this out <laughs>
1: by the way i'm sorry i'm late but i was actually messaging you and i was i was like oh shit it's a call now so,
0: yeah i had no to... i saw, I saw like oh my god i can't do right now but thank you for messaging i thought you were gonna be like oh i'm late so i'm like that's fine no, i was here
1: but i was trying to figure out if i'm going to um well, i was doing something i was like oh my gosh it's already t- the time but anyway <laughs> uh, without any other distractions? Um, do we have a topic
0: for today? <laughs> no, no, not really, because it always depends on who's here, really. And so we started talking about um, what's going on with Andrea. Uh, yeah, we were saying about this uh, this experience she had this weekend, and it reminded me a lot about the podcast that you shared with me, actually, mm-hmm. Jordi, which I heard like on, you know, double speed real quick before, <laughs> before right now. And it was super interesting and how it talks about so for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about maybe I can put the link in the description of the podcast as well Mm -hmm. um what was the name of the something awake with Jake I like awake with Jake actually I have the
1: episode from Ricky and he sent me this episode yesterday and I was listening Ah. listen to it and then (laughs) today I don't even know I listened to your message and I was like oh my gosh I really want to share this with you and then now right before the call I was messaging you about the podcast and saying how happy and grateful I am that I had this nudge to share it with you because it's something you said in the message that kind of harmonized my perception about certain things so yeah yeah it was very interesting but I have to give like the entire background of the podcast and like what you said. But the conclusion is that we are very much connected. And the way you shared your perspective about the podcast, it helped me harmonize and ground even deeper within certain perspectives. And I was like, oh, wow. Like it's so easy for my mind to kind of like trickle into something else and kind of like get lost in something that is not for my highest evolution, but then it's something that you said that gave me the perspective, uh, helping me kind of like seeing the the, the the more expansive side of it. So, yeah. But anyways, you go ahead and say what you wanted to say about the
0: podcast
1: and I'm going oh. to describe the title. <laughs>
0: I was just, yeah, I was just going to mention it because I think it's very linked to what we were talking about and how it's like, it all comes down to the self love, you know, in the end and yeah that's super important and yeah not getting distracted with things like Oh, is this an angel that's speaking to me? And what is it telling me to do? What do I have to do? Kind of that's that looks like it's outside, you know, but it's well, in the end, it's not. But still, um, yeah, I, I really liked that the the way that this person was uh, just telling us the story of her life. And, and I was telling you about how uh, I find it very interesting how at moments when we do really need to be shaken up, things get really crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I find that a lot of times, at least for me, it's been about like really just sitting still and tuning into the subtle energies and trusting that what I'm getting is what's needed in the moment. And and uh, that there's layers and layers and layers right but it's like it's not always going to be like super obvious and like you know um things just going nuts in your external reality like with this person but uh but yeah that, that I've had moments like that before as well and it's like okay okay I get it I get I get that there's more to what I can see with my eyes okay now and then it starts getting like kind of boring for a while you know (laughs) but it's not because you know what every time I sit with myself and meditate or whatnot it's it's not boring at all like it goes to kill super deep or if you if you you know do a dream work as well and you've been doing more of that which is amazing uh I was like yeah it's I mean yeah I I don't have any words (laughs) no more words (laughs) words. (laughs) So if anybody else wants to chime in about that, we'll share the podcast. And you know what? I was thinking we we could try to invite people like that, like that, like to speak about a subject once in a while, you know, like ask maybe this lady, hey, we're a group of people who kind of, you know, we really like what you said. Maybe come in and and chat with us, you know, and like, um, yeah, yeah, it could
1: be an idea. Mm -hmm. Could we invite
0: Rose at some point? I would love that. I don't know, Rose. Oh, is that the parenetical forgiveness? Rose okay. Stupid, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Whoever you guys want to invite, you know, and I uh, would adore, even though they're even if they're not in the group, it doesn't have to be KS because that's the idea, right? It's about we're not only about KS. That's the thing, right? It's like Eternal Life Cafe, yeah, but it's not just KS. That's what I love uh, about how uh,
2: Rose started sharing things yesterday and how she talked about so many things because she layered everything with so much humanity and compassion and love and much more embodying, you know, the attributes and and that kind of part and opening up to so many things and not being so, you know, uh, strict. And I love that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's good to to be open to yeah different um what's the word um oh I can't find the word oh sometimes I lose words in English. Somebody help me. I know different topics. there's <laughs> that a the word there? But for that, what I'm trying to say. But yeah, anyway, it's good to yeah to be open and not to just stay focused. Oh, this is what I'm this is what I'm about, and and uh and and this is the way it is, right? yeah anyway what else is there to add on that or we can you know switch to another topic as well if anybody wants to share anything else
1: mm-hmm. I would like to share something about this this topic because um, it took me quite a while um, since I started kind of not necessarily waking up but being more more intentional and more consistent with I don't know, a meditation practice. And then I started to change my diet and eat healthier. And then I started um, moving more and exercising more. And then I started to pay more attention to my thoughts and to the things I would say. And during this whole entire time, it was um, it was very much about discovery of what it was um, behind my behaviors and also where I was controlled by by the biochemistry of my own system, you know like through the food and like the chemicals I was in contact with and, and the city and the um, all these EMFs and stuff like that, but like in my experience, I noticed there are layers and layers and layers, and every single time I had to kind of move deeper into this um, shedding what it was not organic or what it was um artificial what it was actually not part of my essence um every single time i was being called to a deeper self-love and people for example this lady she talks about self-love in this specific particular podcast but we don't know exactly where on the spectrum she is at right now maybe she had this um very transformational uh experiences and very kind of um rapid awakenings and that set her on a specific path of self-love and because her experience was like so intense and so strong she didn't need any to look any further or maybe she doesn't have to experience the peeling the layers in the way I experiencing it and I have a I have a feeling it's just my hunch that different people experience this in different ways so for me self-love is not one thing that I reached and then the moment I think I love myself that's the the, the end of it for me and my experience it feels like I get to a point in which I can consider that I love myself and I, I do the right things and I have a I don't know an energetic hygiene that I believe is good for that and is kind of um, supportive for that thing. But then life happens and and the the kind of like the field rearranges depending on what am I doing and like what is my internal. System emanating from biochemistry to energetics to so all of that stuff, and then there is another layer. Like in my experience, there's always another layer of perception, another layer of the inner child healing, another layer of self love. Is not that every single time I, in my experience, I feel like oh, I think I, I really love myself right now. Then I'm being challenged again to even to deepen that even more. So. Lately, for me, I kind of look at the at the nuances more than this, this, the 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 absolutes. Before, I was it's black or white, and there's very very little in between. And it's self love or it's not, or you do this or you don't, or blah blah. And I noticed that that was also a harshness inside of me. That was. Uh, a form of inflexibility that I, I, even, I, I, didn't, I didn't even see at that point or I was kind of motivating that inflexibility, I was finding a reason why I need to be that inflexible. And I noticed how tricky that the consciousness is, like the mind is, like all these kind of little traps, they're, they, they're like all over the place. And now I, I'm in a space in which I allow myself to pendulate, without having so much self judgment and so much self shaming and like self gaslighting, thinking like there's something wrong with me and like why I don't get this and like why do I have to go through this again and like Mama. and I allow myself to be with my pain or like I was sharing with you earlier that I feel like my heart is closed like I feel like I've got this wall around my heart that because this was also kind of um stirred yesterday during the radical forgiveness um people shared like very beautiful deep stuff and then I was meditating last night and I was like what it is like what what it is that I'm feeling because and I was able to expand this awareness and find all sorts of trickles and like all sorts of reasons but what I do I allow myself to pendulate I allow myself to kind of even if I have to go to an extreme of of depression or like feeling disconnection from myself or or not wanting to see anybody and not wanting to talk to anybody I allow myself to not judge myself in that space and like start to be very compassionate with myself in that space and then when i relax the the kind of like the 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 swing goes naturally on the other side and then i go back into contact i go back into flow i go back into maybe i have more life force and maybe i have i have this this need to kind of like speed up and then the pendulum will go a little bit will swing the other side and then in that in this pendulation That's how I find the center. That's how I find neutrality. Not necessarily by saying, I figure it out, I know this, uh, this is the way, um, all sorts of things. And instead of like forcing myself to be there, I allow myself to kind of see where do I fall on the spectrum and what can I use from that range of data information experiences to go into regulating through regulation to go into balance to go into neutrality to go into whatever we want to call it so that's my how the integration feels for me in my current experience and of course this might change um but that's what i feel about self love personally for me it's an ongoing thing and i might be get to this layer now and then in one year from from now something else might happen and I'll be like oh I can actually love myself even deeper even more and because maybe I don't feel that I really love myself right now this doesn't mean that I didn't love myself six months ago or a year ago because I did it just changed, so I'm not shaming myself or blaming myself or bitting myself down. Things saying, like, oh, you've, you've done all these things, like, what's wrong with you? Like, why you don't love yourself right now? And I'm so like, actually, I do love myself, but I'm actually hitting another threshold of what it is to love myself even more,
2: even deeper. It's so uh beautiful how I see and I observe that. We are all in different parts of the world, but we are experiencing the same things because exactly this is, those are the energies in which I am from first day. And yesterday, and exactly seeing how connected and how beautiful that we are all in our own journeys, but in a way, and because we are so connected, I do feel like the more we work with ourselves, the more we work with the and help the shield of the group as well. And we help each other because we almost have sometimes the same realizations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, guys, Andrea. Uh, regardless of everything that she was going through, <laughs> helped a lot with the intro for the for the podcast, which turned out amazing thanks to her uh, singing bowl. She's like, she just sent me a bunch of recordings, and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do with all of this? So like, okay, let's do something with this, and it was really nice because yeah, the singing bowls, the, the what's it called, koshi Yeah. Mm-hmm. That she sang, then she said a phrase, and I'm just like, ah, this is this is amazing. Like she overextended herself, but it was worth it. Like it was just, yeah, I, it was like at, at the beginning, I was like, I'm not sure if I really like this, and and then, boom, Andrea sent me all this stuff, and i was like, okay, yes, I think I know what it's gonna look like. <laughs> so and. Yeah. And
2: that was inspired, by the way, by another podcast uh, episode that I uh, listened from you. You know, I told you. And, oh. Yeah, I, I don't know. you. I think on the 13th or something, you posted something, and you got very open. Um, oh, I was
0: almost like crying. Out.
2: Exactly. I cried, sister, when I listened to you. Really? Because I resonated mm-hmm. so much. Exactly because I kept myself so much in the dark and I was so scared to you know how I was I only today I integrated the fact that yesterday you posted the, the intro and I'm on it singing and everybody will uh, listen to it. I was I was, a part of me was so happy and grateful and one was oh my god I can't I can't believe I did that.
0: I know. Wow. I'm really proud of you. and yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, not like a parent, you know, I don't want, yeah, 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 that. Yeah. <laughs> but I do tend to do that too. Like, I, you know, I tend to do the parenting thing. I'm yeah, kind of like, no worries,
2: oh, my dear. And it was so uh, a part, you know, how it was when I got the idea. It was, I think, after listening to your podcast, and I said, because I didn't know what to do and what to say, uh, something else, and I said, mm, "But this is me." And then I said, "Okay." I started recording, and after that, I was ah, uh, the the voice in my head, Andrea. What the fuck do you think you are? But how do how could you think that you you know you deserve or something exactly? And I was wow. Look at the voices, look at the shadow dancers. Oh, Mm -hmm. poor you, how much you need to heal, you know? And exactly this, I'm trying now to love all the parts and how Georgie was saying, I realized that, well, how inflexible I was and stiff in so many areas. And I'm blocking, we're blocking when we're doing that. We are limiting ourselves from all the possibilities and all the things that we don't know yet. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's that's amazing. I love just how you applied your shadow work to, to this um to this situation. It's just so amazing. And Rose and Rose, Georgie Rose. I just read Rose. <laughs> Georgie Rose. Georgie said the feeling and the rain stick. Yeah, I remember that. That was so funny like we're playing around with this is really fun though to play around with instruments and uh and just kind of do our own thing and that's that was the intro to the podcast we recorded with ricky Viviana, and georgie That was so fun yeah um and i think sadaf raised her hand did you want to say something
4: hey uh yes um i i totally agree with uh uh georgie and andrea um i think I don't know. It's just a common theme in the group. Um, whenever one person is going through something, it's like we're helping all of us go through it. It's just through our, through our own energies. I think um, I have been feeling um, kind of similar to what um, Georgie and Andrea um, are going through. Uh, but what I, what helped me the most is um, well, w- when I get into that depressive or sad or whatever kind of consciousness, I I always ask this question, uh, I have been asking this question, um, does it really belong to me? That's uh, a
0: because, great question.
4: Because every single time I sit down um, in meditation and all this heaviness will come up and and I am just like, hold on, I had a beautiful day this morning, life was good, <laughs> everything was amazing, so am I... is does this really belong to me and believe it or not every single time I have ever asked this question half of the weight just comes right off because I am I I am like a sponge to my environment to the not only just inside my house but everywhere like the whole collective so I I pick up on all kinds of stuff from every, single person event situation so so just asking that question who does this belong to does does it really belong to me like majority of the weight comes off then then I start self-inquiring and seeing specifically uh what belongs to me now so then I work on my (laughs) my stuff instead of you know, trying to carry the burdens of the world in the entire, you know, timeline on my shoulders. And um, another thing that helps me the most is uh, uh, listening with my entire being. Um, what we do is when we sit down in meditation, I think the first thing we do is we're looking for something where we're, we're, either it's peace or, you um, I don't know, KS or, or you just name it, you know, some kind of connection we're looking for or even even with the source connection, you know, we, we just become so obsessed with, with, with focusing on source that we forget to truly listen when source does talk to us, you know? We're just like, hey, okay, well, I'm here. But then source is like, hey, I'm talking to you. Are you listening? And then you're <laughs> just like lost in your own little world because you're not listening with your entire being so i think the first step to getting out of that rut that that sadness or depression or anything is to ask does it really even belong to me what i'm feeling and also if if i am if when i do receive what it is i listen carefully to my entire being and see who is talking to me you know then source is giving me ideas and and everything but i have to get all this pain to the side cuz I mean, um, it doesn't. It's not selfish to not carry the loads of the world on your shoulders. I think it's okay to unload, and I think because you know, in our community, especially, you know, majority of all of us are very empathic beings, and we can't separate the empath from from like the the world. You know, we can't. It's, it's impossible. It's part of us. You know, everything is part of us. So I think. My my um, humble opinion would be to always ask if it, all this even belongs to you or not to begin with. Thank yeah. you for
0: listening. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for sharing uh, those, those just, yeah, right on point. And uh, Ricky say, but why is one attaching to those things that latch onto us? Yes, absolutely. Did you wanna add anything else besides that, Ricky? Um,
3: hello, everyone. Um, yes, it's a question, right? Because there has to be some type of resonance, either like scenario one, there is some resonance in your field that that's still occurring, and whenever you pass through that imprint in some space, it kind of like you know, um, creates some magnetic you know, kind of attraction or something to that. And the other scenario is if it's not yours, um, still, what how is it you know attaching to you like if you so for example i've been driving down roads and i'm like you know driving and all of a sudden i like i see this you know not to be gruesome but like somebody you know dead um in my mind's eye and i'm like okay shit, somebody died in this corner here and if i stuck to the you know to the to what i saw on the field um you can say a cast record or whatever it is um you might start feeling that pain, you might start feeling those emotions or those things that were in that space locked in space. So like, there's a lot of people that do healing in the world in the way that they hold space for the things without becoming them or without, um, you know, noticing them in some way that that they know that the field is distorted in that way. And then they hold space without being that. So like to actually do that, it means that you have to, either know yourself pretty well, so that you're, you're, um, you know how to differentiate between what's you and what's not, and the split second that you feel or you perceive that, um, or you have to do, um, which kind of go in hand, but like some, you know, etheric field, kind of like auric field work, so that you don't get um, bypassed into your field, which things are not supposed to be there and there's much other you know scenarios but i'm not going to it at that mm.
0: yeah 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 okay so that is definitely yeah a good point point. and uh so wait did did you actually see someone that was there or did you just like uh think like oh uh, or did you just catch that like something that happened there that
3: was Yeah. So, like i remember um when i was back in georgia i i used to go to this um it's called cloudland canyon and i used uh-huh. to I used to pick a meditation spot right next to the waterfall that was like really high up. And I'm like, okay, so this is like really weird um, you know, waterfall configuration. It literally looked like it was like lasered out or like carved out. And I was like, you know, this is interesting. Like I was just observing like the contour of the waterfall, and all of a sudden, like I saw like a Native American Indian, and he was like, talking to me about like how it was formed and like who did it, why they did it. Like, I don't know, And it was like kind of weird, but then I was talking to a lady some days after and she kind of like confirmed what I was hearing, right? Um, So like going back again to your question, I actually did not see a dead body, but I was, I saw like a dead, like it was like a vision of something dead. And I just had that knowing that somebody had died in that corner they actually threw the body in that corner so
0: oh wow wow yeah, okay so
3: I, was, I was picking up on that and like for example if i go to airports like i i have to do like at least half an hour of meditation within myself whenever i go to the airports because i i pick up on people's stuff and what they have in their mind usually um in that moment so like i've been like walking on the airport and, I, and all of a sudden you know this guy's having an argument with with his mom in his head or like grieving this, that, and the other. I'm like, oh shit, you know, and it doesn't overwhelm me because I know that it is not mine, but it takes a significant amount of practice, maybe not to a lot of people, but to like very, like really ground yourself and just be within you rather than being in, within you perceiving everything's, everything that everybody else is kind of like in a way indirectly projecting because a lot of people project and they don't know whether that's you know, within their own mind or in the way that they're walking and because and, it's still carrying the imprint of what they're going through in that moment. So, yeah.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. Oh, I'm just the chat here. Okay, Viviana was saying something. Oh, Doctor, do you want to say something?
4: Yes. Um, I think uh, uh, the reason it says every single time, you know, when we are discussing a topic, or bring up a topic, you know, somebody in the, you know, somebody would feel like, you know, oh, the reason why you're doing it is because you're opening your own field to things consciously or unconsciously. But I don't, I don't think that's the case because being present with all that is, you know, isn't that what radical forgiveness teaches us to be present, to be, to allow it to pass you instead of instead of being leery of, oh, I'm not touching you because this is this is gonna affect my field or this is gonna, but isn't that why we're here though, to to experience all experiences? Why would, why would we not allow such emotions to be felt? I mean, this is like our only time to feel it. I don't think we're, none of us are coming back here ever again. This is it. <laughs> why not just feel it all? And then, you know, I'm not saying you can embody it. Embodiment is totally different. Totally different than than saying, oh, uh, I'm not touching it because, oh no, what if I open my field? I mean, can you imagine living in a world where you're just so afraid to open your own field? Like, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? It, It just nullifies the whole radical forgiveness thing because then you're not forgiving, not to yourself, not to your environment, not to anyone else. So I think this is where it begins. It begins with you know, being radically, radically honest with your own self, the good, the bad and the ugly is self-love.
0: Mm, I see your point. I think who, who raised their hand first? Was it Georgie or yeah? I think Georgie and then Ricky? I, I'm, I'm remembering my stuff uh, so Ricky can go first.
1: OK.
3: <laughs> yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I wasn't talking about dismissing everybody's shit, but like from the point of view that you were talking about, like me coming from the chiropractic doctor school. I remember, um, you know, having that thought and I remember, um, training with dudes that or like, you know, you could call them, um, teachers that were like 40, 50 years on into the, into the chiropractic world in that sense, but they were more into deeper, um, energetic stuff. And I remember how he was like, oh, um, why do you, why didn't you have your gold bracelet Un- unbroken chain and your silver bracelet unbroken chain in one of your hands like he used to wear um, uh, silver in the left I think and then gold on the right and with females is the inverted way or I might be incorrect but um, he w- had one hand he had silver one hand he had gold and he used that because um, he was afraid of picking on people's stuff and that's kind of like what you were talking about Salah um that was not what i was talking about um whenever i was mentioning uh what was occurring in my fields so i don't have a problem with feeling it it just sometimes you don't have to feel any of that because it's not your point it's not it's not your responsibility in that sense but i totally understand what you're saying because whenever i i saw him going into like oh shit, look like he's he, he might know all this stuff but he's still stuck in that He he touches someone he's gonna grab onto Um, what they're carrying and indirectly if you put that in your mind you're actually going to carry it because you're actually saying that you're going to carry it because you're already worrying they're going to have it right so Uh,
0: yeah so I'm just going to interject before because Viviana said something similar I think and then you can give guys just uh, to subscribe to the belief to, to be a sponge is kind of opening the field to such interference I feel it's a thin line to see it or to conceptualize ourselves as that kind of the same as you were saying I guess right
3: Yeah, yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, interesting. He's just choosing to actually worry about something that is not going to happen and can happen, but at the same time, he's worried about how he's going to get it out of himself, because he's still learning, right? And I was like, oh, okay. And I just, you know, I just started doing my own thing, and I never, you know, felt people's stuff in the way that he was worried about, right? And he was, like, constantly looking at me, like, dude, you're crazy if you do that for, like, You know, three months, seeing um, 40 patients a day, you're going to burn out. And I'm like, well, let's see. (laughs) And it actually never happened. And it was, you know, I was coming without that fear. And at the same time, I was, you know, aware of who I was and aware of what that other person was and what they were carrying. And from that perspective, it helped me help them um, much more. But if it's a random 300 people in an airport, then. (laughs) I mean, I can pick up on all that stuff, but at the same time, it's like, I'd rather be in tune with myself than, than although they are myself, but at the same time, I'm probably not carrying that much shit that 300 people are carrying at the same time that are around me. So to, to me, in my perspective, it's like, it's not my responsibility in that case.
0: Right. It's different when it's a patient or someone that you're working with versus somebody that's passing by at the airport as well. You know, because I do feel like when people come to you for for some sort of healing or whatnot, it's like a, it's like a, a win win kind of thing. You know, you kind of see there's something there for you as well. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I've had the experiences of just sitting down in the airport waiting and this random lady sits, sits down right next to me and she's, you know, I say like, hello, I'm a, I'm like friendly. Right. And
0: <laughs> hello. <laughs>
3: yeah, I was like, I'm not going to look at her like, oh, why do you take my seat right next to me? <laughs> right and then all of a sudden she just starts opening up about stuff and like you know I was like oh okay this is you know this is the healing moment here okay cool and I just like you know I just have a normal you know interaction in the sense of like healing uh of being a space that she can that I can ground for her in some way but you know those things are more like you know not coincidences but they are but at the same time kind of like i don't know it's just one person it's not 300
0: <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> yeah
4: <laughs> uh so georgie wanted me to explain what i was saying um i i didn't mean to i didn't i didn't say it directly at anyone i was just i just saw the the belief in opening one's field through viviana and that is what brought up the topic Saying that you know what it's 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 different. What I was trying to say is, opening one's field to things because you believe in them is is different than being present with all that is without judgment and with radical forgiveness. That is what I meant. I didn't mean I didn't mean to like say that you were right or wrong. I just meant more like this is what it means to me when people say, "Oh, don't do that because you're opening your field to some." You know, you have to have this belief in in opening a field to someone. It's just it's just because it's just very it comes from a very fear based thing. Because then we won't be able to open ourselves up to all the learning and stuff we came here to do, anyways. You know, because we'll be living in this very uh, fearful world. That's what I meant uh, by what I said. It was it's not, it has nothing to do with what. Um, uh, uh, you guys are talking about just in case
0: oh so you're not talking about what we're talking about okay i get it
4: No, no, no i was talking about what you're talking about but i just saw i was only explaining i was only explaining the believe in <laughs> Just, know, just I, I was only i was only explaining the belief about opening one's field to things like in that belief system because i was just explaining that little um uh, snippet of the whole conversation i wasn't even i
0: wasn't talking about everything else i okay, don't cry okay I, we're good
3: <laughs> yeah i picked up on uh, i picked up on it, but i also wanted to like add more to what you were saying
0: mm-hmm. Can Go I on. You? <laughs> talking? Who's talking? Just kidding. Go ahead. Georgia. I want to say something, please
1: let me talk. Raise uh, your hand. No, just kidding. I did, no, I, I just had like different different threads like coming in. I was like, oh my gosh, like am I gonna remember all of this stuff? Because there are like some interesting points about <laughs> the fact, no, what's a mess? The fact <laughs> that <laughs> that's my dad asking if I want to eat. Uh the fact that um Sadaf was saying that sometimes I do sit in meditation or she starts feeling what's going on in her system. And she asks this very important question, is this all mine? And then Ricky was saying that um, there is a possibility that we have some resonance points. That's why we feel certain things. And I'm not coming here uh, because I'm an expert. I'm just like sharing different things that I've learned And I experienced um, in the last, whatever, how many months studying the nervous system and trauma and very recently um, access consciousness, but also recall healing. So these are perspectives that I'm just throwing in, uh, in order for us to kind of see how can we bring them all together. So from the nervous system perspective, it said that empathy it's not necessarily what people think it is at large. It's this, uh, this incredible sensitivity and like this ability to feel everybody. It could, in, in the nervous system world, is considered as a dysregulation because this hypervigilance and this hypersensitivity to the environment means that the system is overwhelmed and it's not able to process and integrate whatever the information is whatever the environment brings up whatever the the experiences and the exchanging with with, the exchanges with other people so it could it could be like some sort of overwhelm or some some sort of anxiety or some sort of uh kind of yeah like slight fear fearfulness like oh i can, i want to connect but i don't um i feel like testing the, texting this person but i don't i feel like hugging this person but i'm afraid all of these things or where a lot of um healers and being in that environment and seeing like tens of them they had this a very very much um heightened or i don't know like inflated inflated um was the word was the word i'm looking for
0: um inflated
1: no no empathy (laughs) this inflated inflated, yes sorry this inflated empathy i mean like my my brain is like (laughs) recovering yeah still so it's this inflated empathy like oh i just feel everything and da 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 so basically there is still a specific point of view like here there are like two elements one is this this person potential attachment to self-importance or to a a bigger purpose or the healer uh, etiquette or healer uh, whatever uh, title and this need to express the level of care and compassion and empathy that has towards the other person on the other side there is this nervous system dysregulation that feels everything and has this um expression of like picking up on everything from the environment like this sponge like effect is basically a a a lack of ability of the nervous system to regulate and be embodied because when the nervous system is in 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 the normal state which is parasympathetic or or vagal when there's like a vagal tone I am embodied, I'm connected to my sensations, I'm connected to my feelings, I have a sense of agency, so by by my sense of agency allows me to interject or uh, connect with other people without picking them their sadness, so I can be in a space with somebody very very sad And instead of like trying to fix them or like trying to go and pet them and like trying to give them a hand and stuff like that, I can just like be in that space and keep myself open for them to be with their emotions and not necessarily to take on me. This doesn't mean that I'm not feeling. Of course I'm feeling. Empathy means I do see you, I do understand what you're going through, but I'm not taking this energy, this emotion as being mine. So this is from the nervous system perspective, and when Ricky says about the resonance points, this thought, like my, my train of thought, took me to uh, the subconscious. And from uh, recall healing, I've learned that we do have this imprint from 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 three generations back. So it's it, it goes even further than that, but especially from grand grandparents, grandparents, and parents. So when we are about to come into the world even before our conception whatever our parents are living experiencing having as a energetic exchange with the environment or between them or within their their family unit is going to imprint the child and when the baby is in the womb so that is like the the nine months between conception and and birth everything that the mom or dad or somebody that's very close by in the environment cannot process an emotion, a shock, a um, cognitive dissonance—we might call it. Like, for example, when they have a belief and something in their reality is kind of like showing something else. Like, they had a dream and that dream is not happening. So, it, this is sort of psychological or emotional shock that is being discharged in the subconscious of the baby, because the parents or whoever is in that environment very close to the baby are not able to process that information. And therefore the baby comes into the world and they are sensitive beings. They are uh, the, the autistic children. They are the ADHD child. Uh, there are like this, this children with maybe like super amazing consciousness, but that consciousness is very much blurred by all of this stuff that is not even there so it's, it's being carried and a lot of us for example and like this goes for everybody like children in general they either going to pass down and like kind of like go through the same cycles as their parents or grandparents or they will they will um resolve this conflict and they will be able to end this, uh, the cycles of, of suffering. So, this is no metaphysical stuff. This is very much biological and, and like what happens with the subconscious and like how these things are being passed down through the emotional body circuit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting because, um, that's why we might have these resonant points. And of course, like these are, they're also metaphysical. Uh, causes which I'm not necessarily going to go into now because I rather speak about the things that I'm studying and the the things that I'm very much into right now so I will let somebody else with like much more experience or or a a broader perspective than I have this resonance points and that's why it's, it's important to say like is this mine because I can walk next to my mom and then if she and this is something I was thinking about today my mom she was always Kind of like victimy, and um, lately, not always, but lately in the last couple of years, and kind of sad, and kind of like depressed, and kind of low, you know, like low. And I know for a fact that that's everything that's suffered, and the conditioning, and all this sort of stuff, but also the state of her nervous system, and also what is what she's carrying from her family. And I I go next to her, and then I pick up on her emotions or sensations or feelings. And then I ask, is this mine? And usually it goes away, kind of like has this feeling of, of lightness because I know it's not mine. And if the heaviness stays, it has a resonance point within me. And then I have to go deeper and say like, okay, so how do I carry this myself? Like how, what kind of behavior or belief or perception I developed to, have this emotion or this feeling still attached to me and the last thing I want to speak into is the the energy and the perception that I used to have on energy Um, and of course I had to go through this whole thing about energetic hygiene and uh, shield integrity and stuff like that and lately for me it's quite clear that if I have an, uh, a shield, integrity and energetic hygiene doesn't mean that I'm always bulletproof, but what it means that I have a much better. Um, yes, yeah, stability, I have more stability and what it is, is that if my perception doesn't think and puts a label on energy saying this is bad or good, then the energy can flow. And this is something that i experienced lately because i i started doing sessions and like hands-on sessions and i was surprised that i was not picking up on heavy sticky energy and i was like why but why am i doing like why is this not happening anymore and i'm not doing anything different other than the fact that i'm not polarizing the energy with my perception so i do i run the energy and i just know that energy is energy and the only thing i'm doing is to move it the moment when i believe like oh this person is heavy or this person has a lot of whatever imprint then it kind of like it's like a magnet pulling in the 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 iron on on me and the moment i realize oh it's my perception that's polarizing it i stop doing it and i feel exactly in you know in my body I'm like good I have energy so yeah these are my two cents I know I took a lot of time so I'm really looking forward to hear other people's opinion no <laughs> thank you're
0: good so. no thank you for sharing all that and and yeah absolutely I think the way you explained it uh, towards the end I was really feeling that I'm like oh yes that's kind of what I do as well I just never put it in words, I guess. And I do tend to absorb sometimes, but most of the time I do that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, thank you, Georgie. And, uh, and and Jay wanted to say something. Hi, Jay. Go ahead.
5: Hey, guys. Yeah, just to add to the topic overall, well, to give some context, I've had some extremely unique and you could say heavy, but not always throughout my entire life in context to this, because from a young age, I was already highly activated. So I could see auras, um, emotional states of others. I was extremely empathetic and you could say telepathic, but not in the awareness of knowing exactly what that even was from a young age. So not only was I picking up all types of stuff and not even aware of like processing it or any of that, but um, well, as I got older, even going through new age stuff, which doesn't even give you the proper tools to be able to discern and decode exactly what's going on with all this. But once you really start to get into your path work, that is one of the most important things to figure out is what's yours and what's not um because you you have to discern that before you can even truly start your pathwork. because yeah there's resonance and a lot of this like oh it's my reflection I attracted that to me for a reason so I need to process it aspects of that are true but it's also kind of bullshit where we don't need to process other people's shit that we've picked up and we might have been holding it for so long that it's intertwined with our own emotional states, thought forms, our energy body. So, so yeah, if it becomes threaded at that point, it could be like your own stuff ultimately, but we can kind of see, and that's just this life. So, and then what Georgie was saying, um, what we get from our parents, you could say it's like epigenetics. So whatever quanta we pick up from our parents and their epigenetic overlays, and then getting into our epigenetic overlays and our ancestors, that gets into the the first level of fire code work and DNA, um, clearing and activation is the blood codes and the ancestral healing. And that needs, uh, detachment also so you're not becoming a live but you want to detach yourself from what is truly mine and what's not because the, this is a part of polarity integration too because that's when you can start to polarity integrate it and neutralize it and neutralize the charge in it and start to observe the patterns so and we don't even need to go in depth and like pull from our ancestral timelines and like have like all the awareness of it you just find the the core wounds that have reflected for you and then start to go into that and release the charge and run the frequency and and start neutralizing it and what also is occurring with all this so that that's like personal path work in it but there's also the aspect i was talking about uh, unique experiences I've had, um, not being fully aware, but I always was aware of attacks that were occurring to me from a young age. Like at night was like insane. Every single night as I was growing up, I was harassed. So like, there's a lot of fear involved with that to be released, but to fast forward, realizing the level that certain attacks can come in on. And usually it is targeting, um, the emotional body and it can attach to addictions or it's kind of just like extra baggage that they throw in and this is what also creates the resonance so it's like certain entities or networks they since they're operating through the astral they can scan us or they've already tracked us to get even deeper and the second you're birthing in they can it's kind of like you pop up on a radar almost it's pretty advanced but there's certain implants and stuff that once they scan you they'll figure out like where to implant things and and this is also it's the same thing detachment and realizing what's mine and and what's not and when we need the space to it's kind of like uh it doesn't matter where you are but a form of like retreat so um we need to detach from like the social circles to really get into it at first. It's the same idea with celibacy also, to really figure out what's mine and what's not. What did I pick up? What has been threaded with others? Because that's when, once you get through a couple of years of that, of kind of going into that hermit mode and really getting into your path work, um, you really start to notice a difference. You are still, sensitive and aware, but you're not like hypersensitive in the sense of like everything affects you so heavily and you pick up everything like a sponge. So um, once you get to that detached neutral state within yourself and you really figure out the the signatures of things and what do you, you need to truly process and what is like coming in at you, whether it's through relations, family, environment, because it gets so deep, as we start to awaken also, we'll also start to break through veals in the astral. And some of that resistance could literally be the earth's nets. Also, these, these electrostatic fields that are like harnesses. So, and that could even be, that could affect you and how it reflects in a way that's like, um, oh, I'm, I'm starting to have some core wound trauma coming up, but it could just be a field interference also. So there's a lot of discernment that's needed and this is where certain tools come into. Uh, important to use certain tools also, whether it's organ, scalar tools, codes. Um, it, it creates like a, a buffer from all that. And it gives us the, the proper space to, and, and also like shielding also. So once you start to like for example, um, waking up every morning and it's better to get into a state where you don't feel like you have to do it like a chore. Sure it's like you want to do it. so waking up and immediately going into um, meditation, running frequency and shielding and once you start to do this and you build up momentum, you're not going to be as affected from things and and you can start to cultivate your your state and higher frequency and hold that from focusing at your center point in your Azuray. An example of this, so, well, years ago, um, before certain severe attacks, which many of you know what I've been going through, but um, I was was in a state where I was at that level. Um, I could see things myself like from within myself and trauma and things that were coming up before it would start to come up. There'd just be certain either thought forms or a certain feeling or, or it would just pop up like I need to process this. Before I even get into the loop of it being heavy and I have to like be by myself and feel all this heaviness, I'd immediately start to run the frequency, track it, clear it out, um, maintain a higher state and, and a part of this is um, grounding every day. So you can, through your earth star, so your 12th and the earth core, your personal earth core chakra, you can not only pull up frequency from that, but you can also track where certain heavy things are and ground it out. So you use your breath, your mind, your focus, and you literally push it down and you you intend to ground it out through the earth core chakra. This technique is amazing. Um, And not even just that, but let's say you're you're out and whether it's people you know or just in public and you come back and you just feel heavy or or it's like you you're not the same as when you before you went out and you notice you you feel that there's something going on, you can go out barefoot in nature, focus on that feeling, track it. Like grab a hold of it with your mind and literally ground it out through the earth core, and the the once you get good at this, the level of like um, doing this, it's it's like immediate, like literally you you can you you'll even like shake and feel like a huge release. It's it's uh, really powerful. And um, another aspect of this, let's say you're with somebody and. Well, to give an example, um, when I was starting to get deeper in my path work and I wasn't around the same people anymore, but at some times I was still in contact with them and a few individuals uh, had formed like heavy drug habits and I was kind of sometimes with them just to share whatever level I felt like sharing with them of like awareness and health and trying to get out of what they were in and things like that. Um, I could feel it wasn't coming from them. It was obviously another level of interference, but you you can almost feel this like, uh, especially when you're you're shielded and you're running the frequency and you know how to quickly do this. And it's not like you have to sit there with your eyes closed. You can just intend and and visualize it in your mind's eye and spin your shields and, and you can remain buffered if you feel that you need to, but like you can almost feel this like pressure. You'll start to get a field sense where it's like you can sense around you and your field. So you can feel if something's trying to fuck with you. And, and usually it starts as kind of like a, an itching, like pressure almost on the field. And um, if it's really trying to fuck with you, um, and this isn't like something from their field or from them specifically, like a thought form or emotion, more so I'm talking about like a, an entity on them or in the space, or even, it could even be an elemental or something. And, and this is the sermon, you don't wanna just be pushing out codes at anyone, just like, let's say you're like, oh, they're, they're projecting me, I'm gonna push a code out. You wanna only do this if like, uh, you know what's going on. So for example, something on them, you're in the same space trying to help them or just with them. Something's interfering, you feel a heavy emotion that feels like it's not yours. You can visualize a code, uh, breathe up frequency and and literally track the feeling of where it's angled at you. And if you push it out of your mind towards that and you keep pushing it out, you should feel a release of like that pressuring charge. and. As an example, I felt this one time and um, I knew it wasn't the person themselves or anything like that. It felt like something that knew what it was doing that was trying to fuck with me. And uh, I pushed a code out like towards him and um, he literally like shook and like shook his head and, and said like in his, like under his breath, like what the fuck? And it, it was, it's, it's like, uh, so yeah, it's anytime we're out, it's even if you're shielded, you can, things can like either at some level or some blind spot latch on or attach or, and and let's say you don't do anything and you get back and you just feel heavy and you just like sit down and relax. It's It's, it's better to constantly have those check-in points throughout the day and run frequency, clear it out. And if you keep doing this, you're gonna to get to a point where you're gonna be able to quickly handle things, unless it it's at a completely different level. But this is just like daily things. Um, of course, if it's more directed and severe, it needs way more path work and more focus on what you need to do. And there's all types of techniques with that. But um, yeah, it, it's it's important to figure out what's ours and what's not and some easy practical not always easy but things that um assist with clearing that out once you learn how to track emotions and signatures um in your template and figure out and and not as like escapism to say everything's coming from external because we have our own pathwork work too but um it's just the nature of being down here at this level. It's like, it's crazy. And every day we could, unless you're at home in your own sanctuary and shielded up and have tools and you're gonna go out and pick up things or some type of um, entanglements that could occur, whether it's simple or not.
0: Yeah, like you said one time like we're in the trenches or something. I think you said. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. In the ghetto. In the ghetto. I, by the
1: way, I wanted to have like a short disclaimer. I was sharing those points of view because I was expecting Jay or some other people to to chime in with like this more much more advanced stuff. And I noticed there's a massive difference because in my room I have free big codes from Jay, I've got like a big Akasha and I had like this tiny ones, uh, like smaller ones printed on this kind of cards. And I've got like, uh, I, I made my own tensor rings and stuff like that. And in, it's in the countryside. So there's a house couple of like meters or so 100 meter that way and then 200 meters that way. But as soon as I go into the city, as soon as I get to the city, I get headaches, I get like weird emotions, I get like this sticky feeling, um, like all sort of stuff. And I notice that I'm I, because I'm in such a clean environment on the day day to day basis. The moment where I get there, like there's a big shift in energy, and of course there are the EMFs and the crowds and stuff like that. So yeah, I just wanted to have this disclaimer because um, we cannot compare one place to the other. And like what I have to deal with every day is completely a different story when I leave this kind of uh, safe zone because here I'm like meditating, I'm toning, I'm whatever, running the seal, And of course it is different. Um, and then I wanted to ask something about Jay's experience because Ricky is like that and, and, and a lot of a lot of other very sensitive beings they like you had this experience from a very early age um of um having this like multi-dimensional awareness and sensitivity um and it's something you said about like the way beings like this are being targeted and I started to question this and I was like oh I have moments in which I feel like I'm in the trenches. Like I feel like I'm in the ghetto and I'm I'm sweeping the floors in like the most horrendous place. And I was like, what the actually fuck is going on on this planet? And I feel it all. I feel the the the, the rage and like the 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 pain and like like seeing people struggling, myself included, and like all the suffering that's going on and stuff like that and there are moments in which i find the place of a flow and balance and of course this doesn't mean that not the the ebbs and the flows of course they're always there but like there's a there's a steadiness there's like um yeah like a, a more ease i guess and what i wanted to ask is the fact that at some point it just crossed my head it was a question maybe I'm not very, very highly coded (laughs) because I've got moments when I don't get a lot of shit happening. And, and then I forget the moments when I actually had like very big shit happening. And then those moments I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so obvious what's going on. Because I remember that thing of like seeing almost in the future whatever you know the time might be that i'm saying like Fuck, like these are the interferences these are all the the blocks in the manifestation flow they are in my way to stop me like to prevent me from accomplishing this thing because this thing is important and is not important for myself is important for at large, at community, or like a, a bigger picture, rather than my myself. And then in this kind of periods when I'm feeling like what I'm, how I'm feeling right now, it's either I have a, a better level of embodiment temporarily, or I just I just figure out like a formula that kind of like keeps me at float, <laughs> and I don't just don't go like face down in the mud. Um, and I'm, I'm questioning myself I like, oh, but w- what is happening now, you know, in this, in this, in this period, like, I'm, not, I'm, i not being of a certain interest. So I noticed that I have like a, let's call it an inner modula- modulation system, like a inbuilt system that my consciousness is letting me know how much path work can I do? And how much frequency can I run before my lights starts to pop out? So I'm like, nee, 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 alarm, like somebody like, uh, raised the oscillation too high. So the way I'm like, what I'm experiencing right now is like, okay, like how do I stay like under, like the, you know, because I see like this, laser beams like all over the place and like scanning shit. i'm like okay like how do i navigate this like let's not do too much and basically building up slowly 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 and taking one little chapter at a time and like not coming as i was before like okay i'm gonna run frequency and i'm gonna do this and i'm just going to like create the safe zone here and like if something goes to shit, i'm gonna go you know sucked into the inner earth or whatever other things so now i feel that for me what it works is this to find the balance and like n- now the question i know pretty honest raising the hand and i'm like talking a lot but the question is to jay like is this possible that we can actually navigate this in a way that the the flashlights are not turning on so we can still do the path work we can we can still evolve but in a way that is more sustainable
0: long term all right so that was part one of the call that we had last weekend so january 22nd 2023 part two will be on air next week so stay tuned for that and yeah. In the meantime, wishing you a beautiful day and take your time to integrate all the information that was presented today. I'll see you guys next week for more Cups of Consciousness.